johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio with Mike. And uh, what's going on, Mike? Oh, man. It's, uh, It's a lot going on, man. Every day there's just so many sports playing. It's like you can't even breathe. I mean, we do so many media obligations where... I'm on the morning show. I do a jam session. I mean, I do so many things aside from the actual handicap element. I just, I never thought that years ago, I know we talked about this when it sports went legal in those major states and it just like, it keeps ramping. I love it. I mean, I'm not complaining by any means, but it's just, this is the time, man. This is uh December to remember has always been my favorite time to cash because there's so much crossover in NBA and college basketball, NFL, the Bulls start this weekend. Some people are in the NHL. There's soccer going on. I mean, it's it's just a lot, man. And uh, I'm just here for it, man. I'm here every day trying to cook up some good things for our clients to be successful. Well, talk to me about uh, the Ravens not covering, but coming back in dramatic factual flip the, the show on its head and we'll start with the Ravens and, and then move on to other things. What'd you think of that? Uh, I put out the Ravens minus five and a half in the second half on telegram. Um, did not think I was going to win that game. Didn't care, but you know how I roll, but I know junior was happy. You were happy, but man, they didn't really look that good. And then everybody's talking about how great Miami is and Miami's going to whip us on new year's Eve. And then they drop a dud against Tennessee. So, Let's talk about those two games to start off the show and recap. Well, with um, look with the Ravens, I said it. Uh, I I went on a show with a panel that you were actually on Sunday morning, and the majority of that panel, except me, loved the Ravens just because it was a traditional strategy spot. What I say by that is the Ravens against NFT teams have been exceptional. The Ravens um, at home against an NF- NFC team has been great. Just overall, the, their their record against the spread against these NFC teams has been very, very good. So a lot of people jumped on that train, and they laid the seven and a half with the Ravens. Um, and I was saying, you know, at the time, and even though – I came in and I, and when it, the line dropped, I did like it. Um, that this could be a bad spot for them because they always play down to their competition. Um, they don't get up for games that are against mediocre teams. And look, the Rams are actually a pretty good team, but they've had injuries. They don't have a great record. They're, they're clawing their way to possibly still make the playoffs, but. For whatever reason, we've struggled at home against these teams. We struggled against Indianapolis, where we lost in overtime. We struggled against 
Cleveland, you know, at home again, another big game that that uh, we lost, and the other game we lost was on the road against the Steelers. So everybody that is a high caliber opponent, we get up for that game, and for whatever reason, we play great football, and we not just win, but we cover. But it's just a bad setup. Um, I'm glad we got out of there with a win. It looked for a minute that the Ravens would actually get beaten at home once you know Stafford drove them down in a two-minute drill in the fourth quarter. Um, was out a little bit outside of the two-minute drill, and they were just—I mean, their receivers are so good. Puka and Cup finally both are relatively healthy. Well, Nakua has been banged up a little bit, but he hasn't missed any games. But Cup being hurt comes in and out finally looked like he was pretty healthy i mean they were dicing our secondary up um humphreys coming off injury always looks slow you could definitely tell that i mean coming from a guy that used to be a pro bowl corner when he doesn't have his sea legs yet man it's it's a tough struggle for him to to contend with the number one receivers that he's always facing week after week but you know what? The Ravens did what they had to do. They got the W. Um, it's a crazy, crazy stretch the rest of the way. They have at Jacksonville Sunday Night Football. They have at San Francisco Christmas night in prime time. Then we come a home, which I think the game is going to get flexed to a New Year's Eve game um, against the Dolphins. And then we finish out with Pittsburgh. So, you know, and the easiest game on the board, I guess you would say, I guess right now you would have to go Jacksonville, I guess. Um, you can't ever call a Steelers game. I don't care who their quarterback is. None of those games are ever easy. Um, but I guess a banged-up Lawrence. He looked pretty shaky last week. Um, he lost to the Browns. So I guess you would say... I would have to lean to that being the easiest game, but any game in prime time on the road is a tough game. Um, they just lost um, to the Bengals as well on prime time. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, this team has got every part of the team that is capable of being great, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's the running backs, whether it's the receivers, Lamar, anybody on the defense. So we can compete with anybody. I just hope they they don't become stagnant with their play calling, which it, it seems like sometimes in the game you're like three and out. Like, come on, man. But then you see Lamar underthrow guys a couple times, and you're going, oh, here we go again. And then he makes an incredible long ball to Zay Flowers for a touchdown late in the game, and you go, that that's who I was expecting to be there. So, I'm hoping he has grown, he's matured. You could tell by his play this year that he's definitely, definitely matured as a passer. So I'm just hoping he parlays that into some uh, potentially a really deep playoff run, which could obviously uh, result in a Super Bowl. But more will be revealed right now. Excuse me. Um, it's, It's one of those things where, the NFL, you just don't know what you're going to get week to week. I mean, two weeks ago, Purdy was the MVP leader. Now it's Dak Prescott. And literally in a couple weeks, they could completely flip and be Lamar. Because if Lamar goes beats Jacksonville and then goes on the road and beats the 49ers, which is clearly the team to beat, maybe Dallas, you could say, is a team to beat also. All right, well, let me ask you this. I'm going to, I'm going to, you have your cell phone near you? I do. All right, look at that text I just sent you. Let's talk about that Christmas Monday night football game. The first two teams favored. Look at those, those are the adjusted odds as of right now on Fandle. Um, you know, San Fran, you're looking right at it, is plus 260. The Ravens are plus 600. Kansas mm-hmm. City is plus 650. Philly, which is amazing to me, is plus 750. I would think there would be less. Miami, plus 800. And Dallas in the last spot, plus 850. So you have top one and two uh, playing each other. Obviously, there's no value on betting on uh, 
San Fran to win the Super Bowl at plus 260. But uh, they're making the Ravens a four-and-a-half-point dog on the early limited number on Monday Night Football. So before we even get to Miami, you know, I guess the real the, – everybody's hyping the Miami game on New Year's Eve, but the real game is – is this Monday night Christmas day game. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, of course. I mean, so what do you think of those odds? Me. I just send them to you. Those are the, well, the line right now, the, the opening. No, I, I can't ever track the open because that's a, it's an outlaw number that doesn't. Exist. No, 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 no. On your phone. The, uh, odds yeah, I mean, the Super odds, uh, it's, it shows that the remaining schedule and they're, how they play in the playoffs, those teams are dropped. I mean, look, you have the Cowboys plus 850, and they're leading the division right now, and they just beat the Eagles at home handedly. But they're still getting more value um, from the odds. Are you surprised that Dallas is in the bottom of the rung? I think they're just they're, they're throwing in their uh, playoff experience. I mean, the, the Eagles have made it to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. The 49ers have made it to the Super Bowl. The Ravens have won the Super Bowl. Miami's the only outlaw out of the bunch that hasn't done anything in the playoffs. But if they're healthy and they're potentially at home and they have a pretty, outside the Ravens, they have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. They could easily swing into the one seed. Because if they play at home, clearly they're going to be a team to beat. But if they start playing on the road in the playoffs, I don't know about that. I mean, what what happened last game is an anomaly. They're up 14 with three minutes left. I mean, that's a disgrace. That's almost like when we were leading Miami, the Ravens were leading Miami a couple years ago in the first half, and then we gave up 28-point lead in the second half to lose the game. That's an anomaly. So these things do happen. Um, in the NFL, it's, you know, there's a reason why it's, there's a, the, the reason for the parity is because of the salary cap. Because you have a cap number, not like baseball, not like NBA, you can't be great for long. And the way you have to be great is to take hits at other positions, knowing that if you have a guy that you're paying a ton of money to at the quarterback, you, you have to, compromise at other positions where baseball they just loaded up i don't know if you saw otani's contract how it was deferred yeah he got 700 million but for the next nine years he makes two million yeah, i saw year. that and I then that. in 2034 the guy's making 63 million so when these when these guys the the, the ownership for the dodgers they have a lot of cash flow um, I think it's a it's a huge corporation. I forgot the name of it, but um, this way it gives them cash flow. They know they'll pay it down the line, but for the next eight years, they're able to sign these crazy, amazing players and be able to keep stacking and afford it because they're not really you know in 2034 they're going to be struggling when they have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and and. Um, and Otani to pay 40 plus million to all three of those a piece. So you can't do that in the NFL. So because that's why you always know the Dodgers forget about making money on them. Just from a winning standpoint, they're always going to win a lot of games no matter what. Right. Whereas, but they're, whoa, 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 whoa. but as I said, I'm, whoa, whoa. but as I always said, my love is to bet against the Dodgers every season and make an absolute fortune because they're always overpriced on the favorite side. And as we all right, know, if right. you haven't listened and you're new, if you haven't listened, and we're going to have a lot more viewers in the next couple of weeks, I think we're going to prob- probably take off next week because you're going to be out of town, and then we're going to do our new launch the following week. Uh, but, you know, the teams with the winning records, the teams that wind up in the World Series, even though this, we're talking about football now just to get back on track, you know, the, for all you people that don't know about baseball, you know, they're useless. They'll be useless this year. They'll be useless for the next 10 years. They'll be overvalued, overfavored because of Otani. And the only money you'll be making with Otani is betting against them. Because you can't uh, overcome look, the, 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 the stupid prices. You, know. you can't. And the, the NFL, that's why the parity is always going to be there. And week to week, there's so many teams that could just win that are at the bottom of the league. 
on an any given Sunday because it's so spread out. It's not daily. So it's people put so much emphasis in Sunday mornings for that reason, because of the way that they time slot the games, because of the way they they're they're able to, you know, deliver, in my opinion, is a great product. I know people hate the refs. I know people complain, but people are just going to complain no matter what. Even if it's great, people are still going to find a reason to complain, and that's just the nature of society. Uh, I love the product. I think that it brings in fans that normally wouldn't be watching sports because um, I, I don't see outside of the betting public, people are not watching the NBA every night. But if you're betting on it and you have the first to score and you have all these different opportunities or you're like our guy um, who does the jam session, I mean, he is absolutely slaughtering NBA this entire year. It's a situational handicapping type business. So it's it's unlike any other sport because these guys play 82 games in a year. It's not even like college. 86 and, 86 and 56 uh, going into yesterday for the season. Right. So you're you're talking about finding those soft numbers on the board because a team is coming off a back-to-back or they're just not that good at the, at at home versus on the road or you can't trust the, the lines are pretty evident and this guy's not an edge better he's not finding market inefficiencies like our other groups um and that's why we have we have so many different variations of products really designed for clients goals if a client is really heavily invested in the stock market and he's looking to divert his you know uh capital into the sports trading market, we have a product for you. I mean, our, our one product's already released a bunch of NFL games for the weekend. They rate everything. Everything is for the client to see, to put in the games at the right price. And then we have uh, another product that is a guy that's strictly NBA. He's not a situational. I mean, he is a situational handicapper where he's he literally, I mean, I'm telling you, I've never met a person in my entire life who watches every single NBA game every single day in real time. All the screens, all the monitors, all the TV screens, he's watching every game. So he's watching the, the eyeball test like the late Brian Blessing would tell us is important because you could see a team struggle and then they play the next day on the road. That carries over. And if you're not super dialed in when you're putting in 14 hour days, seven days a week, you're not going to be able to manage all that information. It doesn't matter unless you're right. being told exactly what to bet, when to bet. So the opportunities are there. We're just getting into college basketball. I had a really good week last week. Um, and again, very small sample size and also small volume, only really six total games in college basketball for the, for the group that is, only doing college basketball, which they're using, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the Ken Palm ratings. This is more, it's, it's called sabermetrics. So they're, they're using the metric system based on the ratings of the teams and then filtered in with 30 other categories. And they're just throwing out one or two. You, it will be one or two games a day right now. It's only, you know, six games in total last week. So it's, we have different products for different types of betters that are looking for specific outcomes. If they're in it to make money and they're in it to be diversified, we can give you multiple sports. If you're just somebody that's trying to get down on one to two games a day, that's okay. That's not for you. We have a different product that is, it is for you. So yeah, my dime club is for you. It's one to, you know, one to two games a day, low volume. And like I did on my video today, high volume versus low volume. Look, in the end of the day, what it goes to show you is I've had, I had a client text me this morning in Boston and he said about one of our high volume products. He said his exact, I said, are you going to resubscribe? We had a great week. And he's like, no, I really enjoyed it, but it's too much volume. I can't handle it. My bankroll can't handle it. And I didn't even respond back to him because I had to get off the air. But the answer is it's not that his bankroll can't handle it. It's that he's betting too high a percentage of his bankroll. So, Right. Your bankroll can handle anything if you're betting the correct parameters. If you're betting 25 to 30% of your money on an individual game, of course your bankroll can't handle it. So that's 
the world that I live in is trying to get people to back off and not bet so crazy um, in such a high percentage of their money because that's really why most clients can't afford, you know, the system. They can't afford it. They can't afford to play correctly because they simply overbet and then they, they can't ha- handle any volatility whatsoever. And that's what happens. Never ends. Never, ever ends. It's the insanity that we deal with, but I think we were pretty good about um, figuring it out and, and figuring out the pieces to the puzzle. I mean, that's our job. I mean, we're the ones that are, I mean, there's certain guys that have access to all the different groups and they see the returns week after week, but they're not emotional. They're not tied to the games. They don't give me reports after the games are over. They're just in it for the financial gain of these groups. They're not in it for entertainment each night. And for some people it is, some people it is entertainment each night. And that's okay. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't frown upon people that just strictly want to do it because they, they have time at night to do whatever they want and relax and decompress and watch games and have action on them. We're going to make you money regardless, but it's just some people are completely non-emotionally tied to these games, which gives them the added element of playing more volume, playing the right money management on the higher volume, and and they're just okay with it because at the end of the week, they're just looking at a P&L report. They're, they're not just doing anything for their health. They're, they're just strictly in it for the long-term gain. Right, exactly. And regarding that, you know, there was a client that texted our NBA guy. I think the NBA guy went, what, 8-1 and one or 7-1 and one on Monday? Right. And there was a client, yeah, and the guy irately texted him that he was useless trash because it ruined his parlay. I just well no no so no that's not no 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 it was it was more than that so the the gentleman who does a free jam session um, gave out thirteen because he gives out every single lean on the game doesn't mean they're they're bettable games they're just like I do on the on the morning show I give out my opinions at the time of the morning show of who seems like the right side. But obviously, with injuries and player management, we don't always go with that team later in the day because the line moved. So he had given out 13 early morning leans on every single side. Well, just from those leans on Monday, he went 12-1. and one. Well, that gentleman put him in a 13 parlay, and he was bitter because it went 12-1, and one and he lost money on the parlay. Nobody said to bet the parlay. Nobody even said to bet the games for any sort of ratings. It was just leans on every single side as an opinion. And he was bitter. And again, that, that's the insanity that we live with, that somebody can't be grateful to just bet every game by itself. And then, if you want to throw in a 13-teamer, great. It's a lottery ticket. Just like when I go and I get a, a Mega Millions ticket, if I hit it, amazing. I just hit something incredible. But do I expect to hit it? No. I, I know I'm against the, the odds are against me. Same thing with a 13-team parlay. But if had he have bet all 13 games individually, he wouldn't have been crying. He wouldn't have been upset. It would have just, it would have sucked that he didn't get the, the, the parlay hit as well. But coming out of that day, he would have been a winning sports better. So, you know, but that's the insanity that we constantly have to deal with day in and day out and you know you can't control people's views of how to make money when they're not pros they're not pros and there's they're not pros for a reason that's why we get you know people we coach people for a living we don't give picks we coach people for a living so hopefully you learned a lesson maybe not but Hopefully well, he, he did because so he got me. Forward. He did because he got me. He did because he got me on the phone. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's really a lesson. I think that's that's more the pain. Well, oh, that's a true. Pain, no lesson. pain, no gain. Pain lesson. A pain lesson. Um, so let's talk about uh, this doubleheader 
I'm looking here at the numbers here. So we have the Chargers Raiders this Thursday, and then we have mm-hmm. a Saturday card. Am I looking at this right? Yeah, we have this card split. So let's talk about the sad. Let's 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 uh, hop over to the Saturday games. We got Vikings at Bungles, Pittsburgh at the Colts, Denver at Detroit, and once again remind all the newbies why is there Saturday NFL? So. If they split it up during the holidays, they always do. They always have a, a, a rotation of leading up to New Year's. They always do Saturday, Sunday games, so they're going to be doing that as well. So you actually have one, two, three, four, five, six college football games on Saturday and three NFL games. Right. This is a lot of action, along with all the college basketball, all the NBA. I mean, the... The guys we deal with don't care about volume. They just know about how to manage risk. And if you could wrap your mind around doing that, it doesn't matter. But, you know, there's going to be one, some guy that always says, I just want the one big game. What? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. All right, well, let's, let's talk about the three big games on Saturday. Let's go through them because I know you've done this on your other shows. Let's break down this first game, uh, another low total, three and 39 and a half. Oh, on the open, and now it's three and a half everywhere, and thirty nine and a half as well. Still, Cincinnati hosting the Vikings. Um, I haven't. This isn't a game that we released um, from a lean standpoint. I like the Bengals at home. What I've been seeing out of Minnesota is um, they tried really hard when they got Dobbs um, to replicate any sort of offense they have with Kirk Cousins. But I think now they just name Mullins the starter. So you're bringing in a quarterback that's been a proven backup his entire career versus a hot Cincinnati team. I mean, this, this Cincinnati team has now won two in a row. Um, Browning, who came in during the half of the, the Ravens game, struggled, then he struggled against... Again, versus Pittsburgh, where they lost a 16-10. But they went to Jacksonville, beat Jacksonville. They came back home, and they crushed the Colts. And the, look, the Colts are a fiery bunch. I mean, they've been doing great, getting wins all year. I did not think this team would be a winning football team going into the year after Richardson got hurt. But look, Minishu's playing well, and he, they're getting the job done. But last week, they got smoked by Cincinnati. I think it's a good spot for Cincinnati. Um, I like the way that they're playing. Um, Browning has definitely looked good. And Minnesota's been, I mean, look, you, you could call last week a win, but they, they won three to nothing. There was no points scored until the last two minutes of the game, which is embarrassing in the NFL in a dome. It's not even, you can't even blame weather on that. But prior to that, they lost to Chicago. Again, not scoring a lot of points. Then they lost to Denver. So the, the Josh Dobbs experiment was short-lived. Um, you saw that in recent weeks that he's incapable of consistently moving the ball down the field, and he's, there's a reason why he was a backup to start the year in Arizona before they traded him, knowing that Kyler was coming back. So give me Cincinnati here, um, laying the three and a half. Again, I don't have a play on the game, but again, we're just doing leans at this point. And if I had to do an early lean on this game, um, I know it's the the public favorite at this point, but I'm going to take Cincinnati. Well, let's go to the Steeler Nation game because Steelers have dropped two in a row, I believe. And uh, with the winningest coach, I believe, and all one of the winningest coaches in all of NFL. So talk to me about this game. They are a two-and-a-half-point dog. Line opened up uh, Colts. You're just talking about the Colts before Colts opened up. Minus one is now two-and-a-half. And uh, I don't know if I had it, if, you know, gut says you roll with the Steelers to not, to get off the schneid. I don't know. I can't, I can't give out the Steelers, man. It's again, no play on this game. Um, I can't, it's either, it's either Colts or nothing for me under the key number of three. They're a better team that we expect. Like I said, the, the Colts outside of losing on the road to Cincinnati, they've actually, been a pretty 
good team um, overall. I mean, the record doesn't show it because they've lost four games at home, um, but they are three and three against the spread. I don't think that's going to matter in this game. You got to remember that Trubitsky is the is the quarterback that's going to start in Pittsburgh. Look, the, the, the last two games have been horrible losses. They lost to Arizona at home, and then they lost to New England at home. I mean, that is embarrassing. New England's probably one of the is the worst team in the NFL this year, if not the worst. Um, they're top bottom three in the league. So I can't. It's either for me. It's Colts or nothing in this game. I think they're gonna that they're gonna actually um, come back home at the last. The last game they played at home was three weeks ago. They beat Tampa Bay. I think they're going to come back in a dome, um, slow down that pass rush of Watt, and they get the job done. I mean, both of these teams are positive ATS um, so far. And obviously, Colts have been a better team on the road. And even the Steelers, they've been a winning team on the road. They're 3-2 they're and two on the road, but... I just can't trust Trubitsky. I've seen what I needed to see in the last couple weeks from the Steelers. They're just incapable of moving the ball consistently, and I think the Colts' defense gets to them. And this is, uh, again, uh, hate to side with the public so far on this one, but it's either Colts or nothing. Well, one of our guys came with a late move um, on the Bears last week against Detroit, getting the job done as the Bears pummeled the, the uh, Lions 28-13. to uh, was tied up at one point, and then they just rolled in the second half. The early number on this game was 2-45 and hosting the Broncos. There's an 8-15 Saturday game. And uh, the line has now popped over the key number. It just never even hit three. It just went 2-4. Two, two right to four. And the total's 47 and a half. Again, I'm sure the reason why the lines popped is because everybody's expecting them to come back off that uh, Bears butt whipping. What do you think? You know me, I would take Denver all day long at plus to four. But go yeah, ahead. you got it's any time that I think it's a close matchup. And again, I mean, Detroit, they've, they've been very unpredictable this year, but they have been very good at home outside of the game they lost to um green bay at home outside of that they've been they've been a pretty good team at home and and they're usually a really good team at home they're five and two but four is a big number i think this game is going to be a lot closer than we think denver had a shot to win that game last week this is a playoff game for denver uh if they lose this game there's a high probability they may not make the playoffs um you know, they lost a game they should have won two weeks ago at Houston. They had a shot to win that game late in the game, and they couldn't. But they came out, and they just demolished the Chargers. Um, they have really good wins at Buffalo, Kansas City, um, and even Cleveland. So this team gets up, and they could, they could, they could actually uh, win games on the road as well. <sighs> This is a tough one. Uh, I don't see myself really betting this Saturday card, um, but I'll take the four. I'll take it's over the key number three. I think it's going to be a closer game than we think. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver won this game. I think the against the spread number is overrated just because Denver was so bad early in the year that they lost every game against the spread. And they it's a new team, new coach. Um, regardless of last year, it's a completely new offense. And this team has, uh, you know, covered six, sorry, five out of the last seven. And so I would, uh, I don't like it because I could see Detroit definitely uh, pulling away and, and getting the job done. But the way that they're playing right now, I think Denver is much the better complete team. And Detroit's struggling a little bit on defense to keep teams from scoring. Um Again, small lean early on. I know we're doing the show on Wednesday. Give me Denver plus the points. I'm looking at something here. I'm just double-checking something here. So uh, let's talk about some uh, – let's talk about this matchup. Let's go right to the Bills matchup. As uh, one of our groups, the same guy that had the Bears, had the Bills, uh, 
and Bills open up at Pickham and then go to two and a half against those Cowboys. Wow. And that's a 425 um, East game on Sunday. Look, what Buffalo, a lot of people think that they're overvalued, and I think early in the season they definitely were. But this team is very resilient. They just, the, the last two games have been, they're playing in two of the toughest places in the NFL to play. They went to Philly, lost in overtime. That was a coin flip. Um, and then they lost to, and then they beat Kansas City on the road. Regardless of the outcome at the end of the game, regardless of the offsides, you know, all you could say anything. But this team, if they play the Bills way, which is let Josh Allen be creative, they win games. Ever since they fired their coordinator, they've clearly been a much different team. I just think it's a bad spot for Dallas. Could be a letdown spot. Uh, look, Dallas has been one of the best teams against the spread. All season, nine and four against the spread, ten and three overall. The team is winning. I got to go with the home team here. I think it's a bad spot for Dallas. I think uh, the momentum that Buffalo is coming off of is definitely going to be um, a factor here. And I think I just think it's a bad spot for Dallas altogether. Um, I like the Buffalo at home. Um, one of our big groups has them um, as a solid play, and you know. I got to ride them. I mean, it's as simple as that. I'll take the home team in this matchup. I think they're both playing really good football of late, but Buffalo's five and home, five and one at home for a reason. Being five and one at home means they get the job done in cold temperatures. And we'll see if Dallas can be that good at on the, I mean, out of the dome. I mean, they've been perfect this year at home, but the three games that they lost have been away from from Dallas and the, and the stadium. So I don't know the weather yet exactly. I got to double check it to see what the weather is like, how it's looking. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, at this point, definitely got to ride with Buffalo and, and just keep it going. The group that came with that game came with the, uh, you're going to love this one. Did you look at your phone and see what they came with? Is one of their big moves this weekend. Why don't you look at your phone? Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't, it I, out. that what game scares me. What do you think? Of, what, it, what, the, what do you think about this game? I mean, the Ravens, the the Ravens uh, Jacksonville game scares the crap out of me. Again, the smart move, realistically, is to take the dog at home. Regard, you got to throw out the last game. You're going to have another week under your belt for Lawrence to get healthy. But man, it's just uh, such a tough game. You know, again, the group gave it out. That's why it's not my plays. I'm just a, a, a syndicate that I'm getting. I'm filtering information from professional betting groups that are getting sharp numbers. It's a prime time game on the road. Um, Look, Jacksonville sucked at home this year. They've been two and four, so it's not like they're protecting home field advantage here by any means. And the Ravens have been very good on the road, five and two. And but it's uh, it's a tough spot. It's a tough, tough spot. I mean, like I did, I I faded the Ravens um, early in the year against Pittsburgh when I was getting a good number when it was higher than the three, and and that was a win when well, Pittsburgh won outright. Again, it's not something that I want to say to my Ravens fans, but I think this is going to be a bad spot for them this week, and they're going to lose the game, unfortunately, um, especially getting that hook at home. That's, that's so important. I could see this being the Ravens possibly winning the game by three. You know, uh, last field goal by Tucker uh, late in the game. The quarterback status now, for Jacksonville. Yeah. He's playing. He played last game. He played like crap. But again, that's he's going to have a whole week to recover on that high ankle sprain. And I just don't know, man. This is this is a this is a tough one. Really, really is a tough one. And this is a big game for everyone. At this late in the year, the teams that are 
in playoff contention or leading the league um, as a number one seed like the Ravens, every game is a playoff game because you just you blink and you lose a game and bam, you're you're knocked down to a worse seed in the division because everybody wants to have that bye, wants to have that home field advantage. So it's going to be a tough place. Uh, Jacksonville just stinks at home, but it just that's got to be the right play getting three and a half. All right, well, let's talk about reversion of the mean games. The public, this is what we call a reverse line move. Miami loses on Monday night football. The line opens up at nine and a half. The majority of the public is already betting Miami, but the line has gone down, which means the Sharps were taking the Jets. We call that in the industry a reverse line move, where the majority of the tickets are on Miami, but the line goes the other way. So what's your take on this reverse line move? Jets are getting eight and a half off the nine and a half opener. Again, all sharp money on the Jets. Miami, you know, laying 13 and a half on Monday night, loses outright to Tennessee. Talk to me. Um, this is a wait and see approach game. I just, the team, Miami well, the, is so The different. Sharps aren't waiting. The Sharps aren't waiting. They already banged that thing down a point. Well, Sharps as a whole, yes. The R groups, we have not gotten to play on this game. So, right. um, from I, I get it because they're playing numbers. Well, I'm asking you for your 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 eyeball opinion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet this would game until I knew. I'm saying, did you, watch, game. did you happen to watch the Tennessee game? You know I don't watch games. So did you happen to watch the uh, Miami game? I did. And without Tyreek Hill, they're a much different team. And you saw that the majority of the second quarter, third quarter, he came in for two plays, middle of the third quarter, which actually because he got those receptions, I lost my fantasy football game as well as <laughs> didn't make the playoffs because of that. So thank you, Tyreek Hill, for coming back for two plays. But by him doing that, you saw the explosion that there are much different offense when he plays. When he doesn't play, they're stagnant. They can't stretch the field. It changes the play calling, everything. So right now he's questionable. I need to see a little bit more. It's only Wednesday. If if I do end up playing the game, um, it's going to be later in the week that I know his actual injury designation. If he plays, they're going to blow this team out. I don't think laying nine, nine and a half is even going to matter. It's not a bettable game. I just don't like high numbers like that, but would not be surprised if Miami has a bounce back spot and blows out the Jets. They've already done it once this year, um, and it could it could definitely be another route. I mean, they beat them um, on the road, thirty four to thirteen. Obviously, it was a couple couple weeks ago. So, teams playing again within the same month. You know, uh, there's emphasis on that. If you play them very close together. Um, you know, there's something I don't see the Jets got any better. They put back Zach Wilson. They had a winning game last game, um, but that was at home with weather. I mean, there's a lot of factors. You're talking about Miami in a one o'clock slot in the sun. That's a, such an advantage. We always talk about this, the way that they, they set up those one o'clock games in the sun beating on the opponent's side in dark uniforms. I don't like betting against Miami at the one o'clock slot at home. Period. So if it's it's Miami or nothing, I just don't know if that Tyreek Hill angle is. I can't determine that this early in the week. This is one of those wait and see approaches closer to game time. All right. Well, let me ask you this: Kansas City again going down at home against the Bills. That is another reverse line move. Line opened up at. The majority of the public money is on Kansas City as of Wednesday, but the Sharps grabbed and beat it down to eight and a half, nine and a half, nine. So I'm seeing eight and a half, I'm seeing nines, I'm seeing nine and a half. Talk to me on this game. Talk to me on this game. Ah. Kansas City go into New England just comes off that win. They beat the Steelers, blah, blah, whatever. Uh, That's a big number for a home dog. I mean, we always say this on the road, those big numbers don't really mean as much, but getting this plus nine and a half in a home game, 
they've been uh I don't know what to say about this New England team. I mean, it's the statistically a home dog getting this many points. You you just gotta auto almost auto bet it. Um but Kansas City doesn't cover. They win games but they don't cover. They've covered two of the last six, and one of which was a neutral field, um, especially on the road. I just don't I don't trust this team. I don't trust this team against the spread on the road whatsoever. I mean, I know they're a 500, now 3-3, three and three, but there's a lot of issues in Kansas City. There's, there's receiver issues, um, and that receiver issues falls right into Mahomes' game plan. The guy is so creative, he gets the ball out, and if the receivers keep dropping balls, they're not going to keep winning games. There's a reason they've lost five this year. Um, New England stinks, but the downgrade from Mac Jones to Zappi is, uh, I don't think it's that much of a downgrade. Got You got to just, just auto bet the nine and a half at home. Um, they went to Pittsburgh and won, and again, that's, I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but Getting that point total at home, I think, is uh, – I don't think they're playing for the number one draft picks right now. They're actually playing for pride. And um, I think it's going to be a hangover for Kansas City losing that game in the way that they did. So give me uh, the Patriots getting the points at home. Uh, well, as much as I, I – it makes sense, the easiest play for me is the over because – their offense was anemic and they looked horrible and you just, I expect them to, I'm not saying they're going to cover, but I expect them to do a better offensive job than they did uh, against the bills the other day, regardless of the weather. You know, we always make a big deal about weather. They're professional athletes. These guys are used to playing in all conditions. It's a lot of at least hype to me, at least let's go back to Saturday. Cause we got about eight minutes left and let's go over. Some of these bowl games, are you excited about having six uh, college football games? I don't know if you're, you're too young. I don't know if you remember in 2000 in state, uh, 2007, excuse me, Appalachian State upset Michigan in the beginning of the season. Now they got their own bowl game. The line opened up at three and a half and 47 against Miami, Ohio. The line is now seven and 44 and a half. I know you have a group that's working on the bowl games. Um, has that group given you any of bowl games for this uh, upcoming weekend yet? No, they have not. Um, it's probably going to launch in the next couple of days. There's a big transfer portal, uh, which is, it kills the, the strategies going into these bowls. You don't know, like in years, years ago, you could kind of gauge based on the price to bet the games early. Now, with the transfer portal and seeing what guys are sitting because they're transferring, it's, you really have to pay attention to it. And teams like Ohio and Georgia Southern or Jacksonville State and Louisiana Lafayette, Miami, Ohio, Appalachian State, I mean, you really have to do your research. So I'm not a big college guy myself, um, just not my expertise. So I let the professionals do it for me. I have not got any plays. I really don't have an opinion. So are you trying to say that games. you're an NFL expert? You said it's not your expertise. So does that mean you're an I NFL expert? I mean, I think expert? I, I do think I, I do most so you of my and every other sports better in the country. You and every other sports better yeah. in the country. And NBA. <laughs> NBA and NFL. I mean, I think um, I've done a really good job with NBA as well. But you just try not to spread yourself too thin. I know you don't really pride yourself at knowing any particular sport. You're just a broker for all these different groups. I do feel exactly. like I have a, uh, a good strategy for NBA that I, I collaborate with a couple other guys and, and, and same thing with NFL. So it's just, you know, with college bowls or even college in general, it's just not my expertise. So why give an opinion on something that I just, you know, anybody can give an opinion. I want to have a, a good, knowledgeable opinion and reasoning behind it if I'm going to take a team. But I'm going to let the, the group do the work for me, and I'll just ride their games. I mean, that's that's the end of it. That's what I want to do anyway. So, okay. Well, with that being said, let's talk about why why are you not gracing us with your presence next week? we got five minutes left. Why are you not 
I will be in, uh, taking a, taking the, the wife down to Miami, um, meet a couple clients, have a little mini, mini trip just in and out Monday through Wednesday. So we'll be down there. Not going to be doing the show next week. Hopefully you could, uh, do it for me. Uh, oh no, sure I'm going to take off. I'm no, 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 I'm taking off. I'm taking off. We're going to relaunch the following week. Not only will you be able to watch it, see us, I mean, listen to us, you'll be able to watch us as what we're going to do is we're going to broadcast this show live on YouTube as well. Um, and we'll have other guests that we can bring on, uh, as we're going to basically be integrating this into our other network that's been separate. Cause like I said, I've been doing this for a decade. Uh, you know, things progress. Obviously when I got into this industry, like I tell everybody, you know, I used to fly back and forth to Las Vegas to make my wagers and then how to deal with local guys. And now you're in a, a scenario where you got people, you know, it's legal, not everywhere, but most, mostly everywhere. I think it's like 39 States out of the 50. Um, I'm not political, but you know, if you live in a red state, they just don't like your tax revenue, so they don't want it. So therefore, uh, you know, do I see Texas ever getting it? People ask me all the time. Do I see Texas, which basically has the largest betters that I've ever dealt with in the industry. No, I don't. Unless something, unless, unless they get tired of seeing their revenue leave the state. Florida, I think your choices are very limited. Um, you know, it's just one, of, it's very, I'm spoiled now. I just open up my phone. I don't have to run anywhere. I don't have to drive anywhere. I mean, how do you like the whole legal landscape? I love it. I think it uh, gives more people more outs, and at the end of the day, that's that's what everybody's looking for. So I'm looking here. You have a build tracker: California, Florida, Missouri, North Carolina, Texas, and Vermont. California uh, obviously is on the other side of the uh, is on the blue side, and Texas is on the red side. And it doesn't matter. You're they're both equally not interested in the tax revenue. It says here. Technically, 2024 is the earliest California sports betting could launch if an agreement can be reached in 2023, but that seems unlikely. So sports betting does not have a realistic time frame for a debut in California. I'm looking at the bill Mm -hmm. tracker here. I'm going to go back up. Uh, Let's go to Tejas. Tejas. Uh, Right now, there's no legal sports betting in Texas after HB 1942 made it through the House during the 2023 legislative session. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said the bill would not receive consideration from the Senate. Patrick's stance effectively and in any hope for legal sports betting in the state of 20. I'll tell you what, that's like a whole other country in Texas. I'll keep my opinions out of it. Uh, Useless state. If you're listening and you live there, I apologize. You live in a useless state garbage state the session adjourned may 29th and the next session will not be held until 2025 so imagine that costi no chance in net it's we're starting 2024 so you'll have september uh uh 2024 to january of 2025 the next nfl football season texas which is basically Uh one of the largest markets no chance on having sports betting so you're really looking into 2026 well, it'll get there when it gets there, right? That's it. So if you want an abortion or you want to make a bet, you got to leave the state of Texas. That's how it works in Texas land. So with that being said, like I said, uh, it, it's very interesting. We'll be back next, the following week, sportsinsiderradio.com.